after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Good Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey kids, welcome to another edition of After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about television commercials. You know this. We talk about the good ones, we talk about the bad ones, and we talk about the ones where people say weird shit like this. Just call me Mr. Guarantee. First name, Mr. Middle name is that period. Last name, Guarantee. Just call me Andrew Walsh. I'm one of your hosts today alongside Genevieve Has. Hey, Genevieve. Hi, Andrew. Uh, So it's time, I think, to uh, get out the old (laughs) judge's hammer. That's that's what we call it. That's for the record. That's not what we called. That's what a dingbat on the internet called it. We made a joke about it. We now call. If everybody could stop sending us notes telling us that it's officially called a gavel. Yeah, we know. We now. know Thank that. You. We live in America. We have for forty some years. I've watched probably conservatively two thousand hours of uh, Law and Order episodes. Yeah, like technically, you're a paralegal, right? Right. Just by just by watching that much. Yeah, uh, I can only I can only be a paralegal for uh, special crimes and special right. victims. Um, the the weirder the sex crime, the better. But yes, the uh, the dark stuff. <laughs> uh, all right, so I was just working hard not to uh, make a, a presidential joke there, based on some of the news we saw today. Oh, but Lord. let's move on. Um, hey, so we did this a few weeks ago—a segment we call "Commercial Court," where we look at uh, where we look at disputes people are having about commercials, sometimes or with themselves, sometimes in their own head. I have some commercials where I don't know how to feel about it. A uh, Neil Patrick Harris one the other day we talked about. Sometimes people in their families, uh, some love commercials, some dislike like it and they want a ruling from us on it so we'll go through we have a whole bunch right people have been sending in a whole bunch of uh conflicts yeah thank you there were a few we didn't get to last time and a few that popped up since we did the last episode i would say to the ad council keep sending them in we love we love uh, adjudicating and uh we'll we'll keep piling them up until we have enough to do another episode and uh and then also speaking of the ad council we will of course check in with the ad council for non-controversial uh things as well anything uh, catch your eye well i would say that if there's one thing that characterizes our ad council section this week it is uh disturbing commercials we got a, we got some people who are disturbed by some things we'll, we'll take a look at those oh wow do i have to leave the room for that one uh, you'll probably want to take a shower after at least one of them. Uh, well, I want to take a shower after everything. That's so what I mean. Whatever. It's, it's a low bar. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go to the courtroom for starters. Yeah, he, yeah, he. This court is now in session. Yeah, he, yeah, he. The court of swing is just about ready to do that thing. I don't want no tears. I don't want no lies. But all, I don't want no alibis. Oh, here come the judge. Here come the judge. We are the judge. And there are no appeals. We are the highest court in the land. No, there, there are appeals. Don't you think that if somebody no. were to really take issue with one of our rulings, they could uh, appeal the decision and maybe we could re-litigate it? Um, no, there will be no appeals. Our rulings are final. Are you paying? Are we Are we good Good judge, bad judge? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> Is that maybe that can be uh, the subtitle of this? this <laughs> yeah, episode. commercial court part two. Good judge, bad judge. Good judge, judge, bad judge. Don't let me forget that. What's up first? Oh, I see on your notes here what's up first. This 
this was a, not heated as in rude, but a, a debate that went back and forth and back and forth on our Facebook group page. Yeah, this is what got us thinking about um, about commercial court redux. Um, so I will I will get into what our listeners had to say on the Facebook page in a minute, but why don't we just start with the commercial itself? This is a commercial for H&R Block featuring John Hamm of Mad Men fame. And he is clearly playing either himself or more likely an actor. They are on a soundstage and he's at the craft services table and he's going through a bunch of donuts. And he's dressed in a tuxedo. He's clearly on set and he's talking to a woman who presumably is kind of like the craft services person. Right. And as he's going through all the donuts and touching a lot of them, he's trying to use donuts as um, a prop while talking to this woman about her taxes. Okay, let me explain. This is your tax return. Okay. Now, there are many right ways to fill out this tax return. The IRS will accept them all. While he's talking, he's just picking up donuts, holding them up, and then putting them down, not really using them to much of an end. One of them gets you the most money back. Isn't that the one you want? That's the one I want. That's the one I want. He picks up a delicious-looking donut that is uh, with, uh, like, sprinkles on top, a classic Homer donut. Takes a bite of it. You touched all these. Don't just get your taxes done, Amy. Get your taxes one. So he walks away at the end. I don't know if I talked over top of it, but she's like, uh, you touched all these donuts. And then he's like, get your taxes done, Amy. And he just walks away uh, to go back and, and be John Hamm on the set. So what is the conflict here? I honestly don't remember. Well, we had a listener post this to uh, to the Facebook page. I believe it was listener Linda who said that she found his performance condescending. Um, and he, it is a condescending. I think it's, you know, intentionally so. But he's, he's sort of just... Um, obliviously being an actor, uh, an entitled actor, touching all the donuts, stuffing them in his face while a working person kind of watches him do this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Listener Patricia echoed her sentiments and said, I don't get why he's the spokesperson. Listener Taylor... Uh, who I think we uh, we did we read her long email. We did read her, her read her long week. email last week. Yeah. Um, responded that quote: "I actually kind of love this ad, especially the interplay between Ham's inflated slash caricature character and the actress who mans the craft services table. Her delivery on the script, in that she's not starstruck, but she's horrified that he's touching all the donuts, really cracks me up." It doesn't resonate with me in terms of being a cell of the service, but the performances from both actors really work for me. And uh, she's backed up with an amicus brief from Donna, <laughs> who says, uh, I used to work for like a legal uh-huh. trade publication, who says uh, about the, that actress, her delivery is really good, uh, stating the gross obviousness of him touching all the donuts, uh, although he did pick the right en- donut in the end. Oh, I definitely, I think we can all agree on that, right? Yes. He, he picked he, the most he delicious, the most delicious donut. donut. Um, so the argument on one side is, why would you have somebody who is unsympathetic, who's uh, basically condescending to the point that people don't necessarily like him, at least some of our listeners don't like this character, why would you have him be the spokesperson for your company, something we've talked about before? Um, And the other folks are saying, no, the joke is on him, so it's okay, and really the best line is that subtle line delivered by the craft services, every person who I guess would represent us, the consumer. Right, like, you know... Fine, you're telling me this complicated story with it about donuts and taxes, but you touched all of the donuts, and now I have to throw them and all also, out. And it, also, it, it, 
he didn't use them to any end. Right. I just want to kind of emphasize that he just while he's talking, he just holds up donuts and makes a face and puts them back down. There's the donuts have nothing to do with anything, which is also part of the joke. So one of the listeners, I and I now don't remember uh, which person in the in the running back and forth on the Facebook group page uh, said, you know, this is kind of echoing some of the other more comedic characters he's played. I mean, of course, he's best known for being Don Draper. But he really made, he had a recurring arc on 30 Rock as this very good looking, but very stupid and very entitled uh, guy who ultimately. Like naively entitled, like almost innocently entitled. Innocently he entitled. Know how easy he has it because he's so good looking. Right. He just like breezes through life and is a total uh, idiot because he's so handsome. He played a kind of a. A similar character or sort of an echo of that character and some other things. He was in uh, Bridesmaids as the like very unlikable kind of douchey dude that uh, oh, yeah. Kristen Wiig is, the very beginning, is she's dating him. sort of dating slash sleeping, sleeping with. with yeah. And she doesn't realize that like this good looking jerk is not good for her. So I think John Hamm really takes pleasure in kind of um, not that Don Draper was like some prince among men, I might add. Like he was a pretty big duffel bag as well um <laughs> suddenly we're cleaning it up for the kids uh, well, that was you don't a callback to chamber. mr t oh right um i totally missed your joke i'm sorry so i think i think john ham really takes a lot of pleasure in playing with his image and kind of being the heel uh in certain things uh and so i really enjoy this commercial i think that it I tend to agree with Taylor that it doesn't do that much for me as far as selling H&R Block. And I think he kind of swallows the line at the end when he says, don't get your taxes done, get them won, which is supposed to be their Mm -hmm. big tagline. Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of a lame tagline. And I also think he doesn't deliver on it. Of, Of all the things he does well in this ad... He doesn't nail the. He doesn't stick the landing. And part of this debate, I went back to the original Facebook uh, post now, and it seems like the folks are kind of debating whether or not this is supposed to be any kind of a callback or a reference to a John Hamm character, whether it's Don Draper, obviously most famously, or his Thirty Rock uh, character. Without getting into the weeds of the back and forth on Facebook, do you think that this is in any way a callback to? anything that he's done i think john ham is so closely associated with the role of don draper and he's done enough comedic work outside of that that he is playing with his image a little bit i would agree with patricia who writes uh i don't get why they cast him or rather she writes his tone and character are nothing like don draper it's not a reference to 30 rock it's not like that he he's not like that in interviews I agree that it's it's kind of its own thing, but I do think that he's he's such a famous guy and he's so closely associated with just a couple of roles that it would be surprising if he weren't somehow uh riffing on that. Or I, I think it would be it's I think it I think he's somehow riffing on that, even though it's a little bit subtle. I'm stalling probably because I don't know how I feel about this ad. Um, and maybe I just don't have a strong feeling about it one way or the other, but the final question I will ask, I think, is do you believe that this was an ad that they wrote and then had a list of guys that they think could have played that John Hamm character, or was this commercial 100% based on we have John Hamm, what are we going to do with him, or if we can get John Hamm, this is the commercial we take? Can you see a, I'm thinking like, maybe just because I think of men who 
are kind of famous in tuxedos. What if they had um, Jimmy Fallon? I, was or, like, I, I thought you were going to say Daniel Craig, first of all. Or, or Daniel Craig. I mean, that would be a very different thing, right? Like Fallon would be... Fallon, like Fallon... Fallon doesn't have the chops to be condescending. No, and he's also not like. I I think part of this is also supposed to be a real dreamboat, right? And not that Fallon is is ugly, but he's not like a dream. He's not like sex in a suit, right? Exactly. I could see Daniel Craig doing this. You know, he's famous for being James Bond, right? He's he's handsome, but a little bit aloof, a little bit remote. Um, I could see another handsome, somewhat remote actor type doing this role okay a couple of things first of all i'm asking the stenographer drop the jimmy fallon reference from the record please i don't ever <laughs> so want stricken. that coming up to uh to haunt me that was a dumb thing to say but yeah i think daniel craig is a good example and if it's daniel craig the joke still works right so yeah. i think i'm getting again here that like this isn't about john ham this is about them creating a character yeah. who is supposed to be a little off-putting and but in the same way that, case, a, that a Daniel Craig, Hamm. a Daniel Craig doing this role would be, you can't look at Daniel Craig in a tuxedo and not think James Bond. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you can look at 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 John Hamm in a you know formal suit and not think a little bit Don Draper. Um, so I think it works with a certain kind of actor, but it is referential. Having said all of that, which is just a bunch of blather, is this commercial? good or bad is it guilty or innocent you know i don't i don't love it i don't love it as much as taylor seems to i think it's fine i want something more out of this commercial frankly i think that it's like it makes me want to love it you start watching it it has all of these pieces that like i find attractive and and i both literally and figuratively i guess because john ham obviously a good looking guy i'm a fan of his i love his i like it when he goofs you yeah. know, kind of on himself. I love the 30 Rock thing. Um, but at the end of the day, it doesn't make, as Taylor, I think, said one of her comments, doesn't make me really want to buy the product. Don't know if we were talking about it that I'd even remember which tax service this is. I had frankly. to look it up. Uh, doesn't really make a good point. I couldn't even remember if it was a tax service or a tax software. Right. Like, was it H&R Block or was it TurboTax? So, so I, I think that the message is muddled and the humor is B minus. Yeah. So I say guilty. So guilty of mediocrity. Guilty of mediocrity. There you have it. Um, all right. So, but again, like, are we in? Are we in the sentencing phase? Like, how does that work? Because I don't think it should like. That's all. Is it like a whole guilty? Like, hearing. it shouldn't have to like. You know, I don't think it's like lock it up and never have it, you know, be free I a, again. I think a stiff fine. I think a stiff fine is absolutely fine. Maybe some like, maybe some sort of therapy or something, something to like. Some kind of, of community service. I think so, because I think that there's a seed of something good here that with a little nudge, this could actually be a very, very, um, I guess, helpful member of society. What's a contributing member of society? Well, let's hope for the best. Let's hope for the best. Okay, so uh, our next case is uh, brought to us by listener Corinne. And this is a case that a listener Corinne brings against listener Corinne's daughter. Ooh, wow. It's a family (laughs) affair. Yes. It's Um, family court. So they are reacting to a campaign by Subaru, uh, which is the Feel the Love campaign. And, you know, Subaru, we've talked a lot about on this show. They do an amazing job. They've really owned this uh, the idea of connecting their product with love and and you buy their product because you love and care about people and your family. They took that kind and of... And the a, earth, there's a bit of a, right, kind of it's, a crunchiness. It's, yeah, they, but they've done such a good job of owning that space. 
Um, they are doing this share the love campaign uh, in which they don't really show anything about their cars. This is just sort of purely a, a corporate social responsibility play where they talk to the people who have benefited from charities that Subaru supports when you buy a Subaru. So I want you to play just one of these. So that I don't think I knew that that's what's going on in these. I know what we're about to play, and I've seen. I've kind of not paid a lot of attention. Yeah, to them. it's it's sort of a it, it's a bit of an arm's length thing, and it's really it's really a, a CSR campaign that they've turned right. into commercials. Okay, yeah, something that uh, the commercial is fine, but there's this kind of backstory that you can put in a press release. That's right. Um, okay. So this isn't the can- the the commercial I'm going to have you play now isn't the one that that Corinne is bringing before the court, but it gives you a little bit of context. So there's a number of these where they talk to the actual person or people who are affected by the charity, uh, and this this particular one is uh, features a woman. She's probably in her you know 40s, uh, wearing a jean jacket. She's she's talking both about and to a much older man who's sitting next to her, um, and they're explaining what their relationship is. Don and I met because I'm a volunteer for Meals on Wheels. We had an instant connection. What was that? I said delivering to you is always a special treat. Oh, uh-huh. He has a giant stingray sculpture that's about this big. I was about four times that big. Yeah, he did. Sorry, my sense yeah. of measurement is <laughs> off. I developed an understanding and an appreciation and an empathy for people who can't do everything they used to do. Not feeling good at all. It's hard for me to even get down to the corner and take the bus to the market. They're helping me to get food if I can't get to the store on my own. You gotta have it or you're not gonna get healthy, you know? Company, companionship, food, we all need those things. When we get in that spot in life, it's kind of nice to have them there. <laughs> Through the Subaru Share the Love event, we've helped deliver over 1.4 million meals to those in need. Get a new Subaru and we'll donate $250 more. In your heart. Okay, so you get the sense, right? Like there's a there's a handful of these where there's one with a little girl who's clearly recovering from cancer, and uh, there's a Boy Scout, and there's so there's a bunch of different charities that uh, Subaru has supported. So you heard at the end, there's like the ukulele music throughout, and then you hear Don at the end kind of sing, put a little love in your heart, pretty atonally, right? So what Subaru then did with that campaign was they took all of the people that they had filmed these commercials with and did a song montage where they're all singing and they're all just amateurs singing. And I'll have you play that in a minute. Uh, But what, what Corinne's Corinne and her daughter's case is this Corinne writes, my youngest daughter recently told me she abhors commercials with cutesy amateurish singing. She singled out the Subaru share the love ads, but quickly added that she always feels like a jerk for hating them because Subaru not only donates millions to worthy causes, but features the singing of actual people assisted by those charities, including frigging sick children. Uh, in her defense, my daughter is a professionally trained musical theater performer and is her own harshest critic. On the other hand, now that I think of it, she is a pretty horrible person. <laughs> her daughter is. Yes. So why don't you play this Subaru song montage? And remember, this is all of the people who've been in all of these these ads, these kind of social respons- corporate social responsibility ads that they're doing, all montaged together, singing that song, Put a Little Love in Your Heart. Take a good look Wait, around. Take a good look around. And, and if, if you're, you're looking, looking down, down, put a little, put a little love, love in your heart. heart. Let's start limbering up. Here we go. I hope when you decide, kindness will be your guide. Put, put a little love, love in your heart. heart. And the word 
world will be a better place for you, for you, and me. You just wait and see. Oh yeah. Put a little love in your heart. 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 From Make-A-Wish in the ASPCA to Meals on Wheels in the National Parks, the Subaru Share the Love event is happening now and will have given $90 million to help real people like these. So, who is right? Is, the, is, is it grating to hear kind of amateurish singers singing kind of off-key, putting, you know, putting all this song together? Uh, or does the emotional punch and moral rightness of it transcend what is pretty inarguably terrible singing it's pretty bad I, it's also a minute long do you yeah. need a minute of a bunch of people like it doesn't sell the product for me you're right this is a totally a a, a, a pr campaign it's, an, it's part of their pr campaign which i guess is a totally it's kind of different than what we usually talk about like the question is always does this help sell the product and in this case i don't think the object of this ad is to sell a product the object of this ad is to kind of tout their their what is it socially responsible practices yeah now do you feel better do you feel warmer towards subaru knowing that they did all this stuff no okay i i have the same kind of reaction now i i had not seen the full montage but as you heard in that first one that we played there's a little bit of singing in each one um and i have to tell you some of them more than others, the singing is very irritating to me. And I want to stress that um, although I rock the karaoke mic occasionally, I am not a professionally trained singer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like there's a couple where they, the singing is either so off key or so um, uh, so sort of affected that I really that it does kind of turn me off. So I can hear where where Corinne's daughter is coming from, even though she is definitely a terrible person. Yeah, no, we knew that going into this. Yeah. I think um, stipulated. I would, uh, yeah, I would. I, if I didn't fast forward this, I would mute it. I think if it came on TV, yeah, like it doesn't give you any desire to watch it more than once. And if we're judging commercials on their kind of entertainment, entertainment. Their ability to entertain us, I guess, our ability to keep us engaged. Like, this is, yeah, I think this is the difference between like commercials and PR right here. This yeah. is PR. Like, it it's is. a bunch of people against, it's like a, this white background. There's nothing visually stimulating about it. And you can just sort of, you know, this seems like the type of thing that you would show at like some sort of a, a business, like, like I, a corporate I, event. Like a corporate event. Yeah. Having done a lot of those kinds of videos, I think you're totally right. Um, so I guess the Cancer Kids and the Meals on Wheels recipients are guilty, guilty, guilty. Well, do you, um, I, I, when we're watching it, does it show who these people are? Are there little t- titles saying what organizations they represent? Well, each ad, like that Meals on, Meals on Wheels ones that we heard, explains the story. But in this particular one, if you have never seen the other individual oh, no, commercials. No, it just says at the end, it lists some of the charities, or I guess all of the charities that are represented there. And at the very end, you, you see that there's a girl playing, it's been this girl playing ukulele all along, and she gets the last words sung and she's and, clearly a cancer she's clearly survivor. A, a cancer survivor she's been through chemo she's wearing a hat she doesn't have any uh you know eyebrows or anything um so yeah so at the very end they're kind of like hitting you with this image of also like 
I'm goddamn ukulele, right? <laughs> like, let's just put the ukulele wow. on trial. Let's, let's just <laughs> like, put the ukulele on trial. <laughs> like, Alternate title for this episode. Right. So, yeah, no, I'm I'm with uh, I, I'm actually with uh, Corinne. Actually, All right. On this one. Well, I think Corinne is was oh, no, actually no, no, for I'm the with defense. Corinne's daughter. You're with Corinne's yeah, daughter. Yeah, All right, and, and you are too. Yeah, I think so. Guilty. All right, there you have it. Sorry, Subaru. You know, I think, too, like, Subaru has set the bar high for me with their ads. Like, they have done Mm -hmm. such amazing ad work in the past that this just doesn't even compare. Mm -hmm. Save it for your corporate events and your magazine ads and what and whatnot Subaru. Why buy ad time with this? Yeah. Well, they were were blanketing the airwaves with them for a while there. uh, What's up next here? Okay, this is from listener Max, uh, who writes... I saw this ad while going to see a movie and had such mixed feelings. So why don't we go ahead and play the link? This is one for Geico. Uh, I've seen it a fair number of times. It's um, it's another one of the it's what you do ads. Oh, I'm interested in hearing what Max has to say about this. I yeah. And uh, just I think we need to set the scene a little bit. It's like a very fairy tale forest, Snow White kind of setting. Um, there's a beautiful princessy looking woman kind of lying on a, a slab of something, and a prince rides up to her. And tries to kiss her to wake awaken her. Okay. He Noth- kisses her and nothing happens. Right. So he just leaves. What? He thinks that maybe she stirred or something, but he was wrong. So he's. It looks like he's heading back to his horse here. Is he gone? So he takes off, and now she turns to the camera and is speaking directly to us and asks us if he's gone. Finally! I thought he'd never leave. Why are you texting my man at 2 a.m.? Okay, so suddenly um, he's gone, so she sits up bolt right. She finds her remote control, like, hidden in her pillow or something, and a TV appears in this jungle forest, this enchanted forest, and uh, she turns on, like, it's some reality TV show, right? She's watching, like, it's like, it seems like maybe the real real housewife housewife kind of thing. Yeah, okay. If you want someone to leave you alone, you pretend like you're sleeping. It's what you do. If you want to save 15% or more on car insurance, you switch to Geico. It's what you do. Taking selfies in the kitchen does not make you a model. Okay. Okay. So, um, so actually, you know, I just heard it. That's the one problem with this. It's what you do campaign. What is it? it if you blank, it's what you do in if, this instance. If you want someone to leave you alone, you pretend to be asleep. God, that's okay. So what does Max say about this? All right. So Max is both the prosecution and the defense in this case uh, because uh, Max was on the fence. Uh, I'm going to push you the F off that fence. (laughs) So this is the defense. At first, I was feeling so positive about this commercial. Here's a woman eschewing the fairy tale paradigm, right? Like the prince arrives to kiss her. She's like not into it and waits till he leaves so she can do her own thing. So pro. Mm -hmm. The prosecution... And then she turned on the TV and was watching trash. And all I could think was, can't she be watching good TV? It's the, gold, it's the golden age of television. What if she was watching Breaking Bad or The Walking Dead or Togetherness or simply a good, interesting, scripted show? Why is she, she watching post-soap opera or post-soap reality bullshit? It made me very angry. Yeah, the first time I saw this and every time subsequently I had the same feeling. Really? Yeah. Um, but I want to examine those feelings. I will come right out straight up and tell you I do not like this commercial. 
for a bunch of reasons. Right. Um, so I definitely am biased in this case. I will say the very first thing that struck me was exactly what Max is homing in on here, which is you get the impression that this is going to be some sort of like post fairy tale, more of a feminist kind of take on things yeah. as opposed to because in the fairy tale, then it just feels reductive. The women are always victims, right? Or they're often victims. I mean, the witches actually aren't victims well, until the end. I took then a whole class victims. about how in fairy tales, uh, like post-menopausal women are allowed to be evil. Oh, wow. And, but also have agency, so it's sort of a double-edged sword. <laughs> right. Uh, I can yes. get you my notes from that class <laughs> no, if you're no, interested. No, 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 that's okay, that's okay. Um, but anyway, uh, so then she turns on TV, and yes, The Real Housewives or something like that. And my reaction to that, as somebody who doesn't enjoy those types of shows at all, I automatically go to the exact same place Max did, which is like, ugh, like it's just, and like you said, so reductive. Just to examine that for a second, this is a bit of a matter of taste. You know, we know that reality TV is hugely popular in the United States. So just yeah. because you, me, and Max are more TV snobs, does that make this reductive? Secondly, I'm sure that if you saw the numbers, um, they're, you know, probably I would assume that the Real Housewives, the vast majority of the audience is women. He, in this case, Geico is probably trying to appeal to women. So, you know, having her do something really, I like to put on some sort of a a documentary or something yeah. like that, or maybe even just like even good scripted TV, uh, might be working against their interests a little bit, trying too hard to make a statement about about being an independent woman or something with taste or something like that. Having said all of that, I st that's the intellectual side, but my gut is still, yeah, this is shit. It just still makes her look like a dumb idiot, right? Can't wait for him to be gone so I can watch my trash. Yeah, I hear you. I don't like reality TV. Uh, I don't watch it. Um, but having said that, you know, someone like, uh, there's, a, there's a writer, Katie Weaver, and I think she... She's always tweeting about the Real Housewives mm -hmm. or whatnot, and that's a brilliant and funny person mm -hmm. whose taste uh, is unimpeachable to me. Just because yeah. she, just because I don't like something that that sh that other people like, doesn't mean it's it's that there's no value, no entertainment value to it. Mm -hmm. And I ultimately think that although I have some of the the sort of the same kind of reflexive like Ugh, to to what she's watching. Ultimately, to me, it's a small sin in what is overall a successful one of these commercials. Now, the bar for these It's What You Do ads is so low to me. Well, like, that's the thing. They I hate make the whole campaign. They turn, they turn them out every five minutes. Like They don't – the premise of this campaign Very few of them rise sense. to anything. You know, there's hump day, but there's like very few of them are really kind of – anything special it's just like oh hump day was part of this campaign yeah. i do forget that i loved hump day but the whole it's what i know i've railed about it before geico has a million campaigns in its past and probably has a million different ones running right now too i think they get so much credit for being so clever for owning uh various uh media in other words like i think they're the master of the pre-roll because yep. they write the pre-rolls we talked about that before they are the master of the 15 second on tv like they know exactly what they need to do when they write commercials for that spot i love that they do that this it's what you do campaign the catchphrase almost is meaningless they'll just jam anything into sure. this this it's what you do box and sometimes it is so tortured i watched this within two seconds of it ending as trying to remember what the hell the the point was supposed to be oh 
Wait, I've forgotten it again. It's if you if you if you want if you, someone oh, to leave, leave you, you alone, you pretend to fall asleep, or you put on headphones. There's a million things that you do if you want somebody to leave you alone. I think the premise is crap. Yeah, I don't I don't love it. It's not a solid win for me, but I will tell you that the the look, the way that they style the prince who comes to give her the kiss is is great. It's it's so over the top fairy tale mm-hmm. guy, and the look he gives when he turns around hoping that he's heard some kind of response from her. Oh, no. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. all right. Is great. It's a good little performance. Um and so for me this is not a huge win, but it doesn't rise to the level of being guilty. It's not with split decision. Split decision. So you're you're saying guilty. I say guilty. I, I say think not is, guilty. I think there's a bad ad, and yes, it is reductive. All right. I think that uh, I'm with I'm with the well, good judge, bad judge. Yeah, I'm, uh, and I'm with. Uh, I guess we're both with Max. Depending, I, I, yeah. I mean, it sounds like Max started one way and ended another way. So I think I, I'm with Max. I'm going to get a T-shirt that says I'm with Max. <laughs> Um, all right. Our final uh, case before the court, before we uh, move on to a few ad council uh, uh, submissions, is from listener Gabriel. Uh, listener Gabriel writes, I have an internal conflict. I've never been able to figure out these weird true car ads. Um, so why don't you play these two these two links? Yeah, I don't know this. Here. Also, True Car is a service. It's a true True Car is a service that uh, helps you know whether you paid like market value oh, for like your car. Carfax. It's kind of like Carfax. I don't know what exactly what the distinctive features of True Car is. Maybe maybe this dude will tell us. Okay, so this is, I haven't seen this. Obviously, this is a man looking at a sticker. You got uh, a bearded a white guy with glasses. Um, Kind of an Andrew Walsh type. Mm-hmm. Handsome, <laughs> handsome, funny looking. Handsome, funny. I mean, looks like he's funny, right. not funny looking. <laughs> I actually did mean that. Um, and he's just kind of extolling the virtues of True Car uh, t- to the listener. Okay. While he's standing in, it looks like a, like a car a lot. Car lot. Yeah. I'm really into this car, but how do I know if I'm getting a good deal? True Car knows exactly how much people have been paying for the car I want. I tell True Car my zip and what car I'm into, and it shows me the True Car curve. This shows the range of prices people in my area actually paid for the same car. Looks like these folks paid a little more than everyone else. And this guy got the deal of a lifetime. This is how car buying was always meant to be. This is True Car. Yeah, he is definitely like middle-aged, used-to-be-a-hipster guy. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, okay, so actually, to answer the question you just said, what is uh, True Car about, that commercial definitely explained it to me. Yeah. So what's the question here? <laughs> what was the question? So, <laughs> to answer, okay, let's not just make inside jokes no. that people don't. Uh, so this is Gabriel's case. They all have this guy, all these ads have this guy as their spokesman, and I can't ever figure out what they're going what they're going for. Why does the guy have such a weird affect? Are they telling him to talk in a monotone? Are they going for some sort of weird norm core thing? Many oh, questions. Oh, so I didn't know. I didn't realize that this question was all going to be about him specifically. You have another link in here. It's Do you want to just kind yeah, of watch can, another one? You can play it. It's essentially, you know, it's the same guy. He's dressed differently, but he's kind of making the same pitch. Well, I think, yeah. I wasn't really watching for that before. So let's see. Is he monotone what are the the accusations are that he's kind of monotone and he's got a weird affect okay i'm just a guy who wants to buy that truck and i'm just a guy who wants to sell him that truck so i used true car he told me what other people in the area paid for the truck i want and because we're a true car certified dealership i already know the truck you want so we're on the same page before he even gets here it's fair and it's fast 
Look good. Looks great. This is how car buying was always meant to be. This is True Car. Huh. I will say I did notice a little bit more of this one. He does hold himself a little awkwardly, rigidly, yes. awkwardly and rigidly. He almost reminds me of how Eric Wareheim holds himself. Yes, in, and he's also dressed like Eric Wareheim. What with is the a, show I'm thinking of? Not Broad City. He's in... Um, uh, uh, Master of None. Master of None, right. Because he's on, yeah, sorry. Yeah. But I've seen Eric. I mean, that's sort of Eric Wareheim. For those who aren't familiar, he did Tim and Eric. Um, he's a very big bearded guy who often dresses. He sort of wears like blousey shirts and then like these sort of long cardigans, almost like women's cardigans. Mm-hmm. And that's what this guy is wearing. And I will say, I agree with you, Gabriel. I do not know what they are thinking with his styling. Oh, I you mean, feel very strongly about well, it. Well, huh? I will. I'm going to, I'll get there. But like, okay. I. The the way he his affect is okay to me. It's a little flat, but it's kind of I can tell they're going for something that's extremely utilitarian. It's like they're not trying to you're trying they're trying to make this guy unmemorable in a sense. What they're trying to get you to take away from it is that curve. That when you when you're hearing him describe this curve, uh, kind of a virtual curve appears in the in the video to show you where where like the price point of this car would be. Mm-hmm. And what I think they're trying to do with this commercial, and I would say successfully do, is you take nothing away from it except the utility of the product. Having said that, I agree that the way they've styled this guy and the, and the way they've cast this this part is, is not as... It's, it's normal to the point of slightly off-putting. <laughs> The opposite of aspirational, almost like I, I want I aspire to be not like this guy. I dis- I mean, maybe they didn't succeed, but I don't think they're trying to make him invisible. I think they are trying to make him a hundred percent relatable. I think that middle-aged guys these days look like me. I'm forty years old. I'm bearded balding and i wear shirts like him and you love a lady's cardigan and i love a lady's cardigan uh no i don't have any cardigans but aside from that i think that you know and it's also like an app it's also something like you don't want somebody who's a little bit and and i i know uh, listen i know how this sounds like oh only hipsters use apps no but just a little bit of a nod to somebody who is plugged into uh you know new technology is not scared to like kind of download a new app or something like that right. and kind of dig into the numbers a little bit uh and you know a little bit of of a little bit of aging hipster nerd i think is supposed to be super relatable to the people i would i would they, almost tell you i would almost guarantee that in the casting sheet that went out for this it said aging hipster nerd yeah maybe is there have we ever looked that up have can we get our hands on any um casting sheets that would be great i don't i don't know if we're gonna be able to find it on the fly here but um no i did i couldn't help myself i had to google it that would be amazing um anyway yeah so so let's see here so the question is is he a good spokesperson, or is it so off-putting that it actually damages the commercial and the brand? And he the should be off-putting, though. <laughs> uh, so you are one hundred percent with Gabriel, huh? Well, do I need to reverse that? I don't know. I'm really on the fence on this one because it it feels it feels like a really effective commercial to me. Um, I I remember the name of the product. And it sells what I think I would need from the product. In fact, I think when I was shopping for a car, I True Car was one of the one of the apps that I used to try to make sure I was getting a good deal. As a commercial, it feels almost like 
it's it it's so basic. It is just it is the <laughs> most basic bitch of a commercial I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if that means it's guilty or innocent. So maybe, well, first of all, I do feel bad for giving you a gavel before, before you were ready for it. So <laughs> there, I just did you a reverse gavel so that we took that one back. But you're just like somewhere in the middle, huh? Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm really on the fence about it. I'm going to say, I'm going to say innocent. I think that. I'm willing to go with the court on this. I'm, I'm going, I'm going to say innocent because. And I want listen. I also want to say, Gabriel, I get it. There are certain people in commercials who just drive me nuts, sure. and they get under my skin in a weird way that sometimes I don't even have words for. At least you can describe what's irritating you about this guy, Gabriel. Remember my whole weird ass thing with the uh, you loved your car, you named him Brad, girl. Right. I'm still talking to a therapist about that. Yeah. Whereas know. I'm sure many people like that girl. Right. Exactly. And so, but for there's something about her that's uh, whatever. It just kind of drives me crazy. And um, this guy does that to you, and yeah. I understand that, but he doesn't do it to me. I think yeah. you make interesting points that he does. It is Th- funny. This wasn't, I'll a matter, these... this wasn't a matter for the courts. It's a matter for your therapist. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm glad you brought it to us, um, but <laughs> and I'll never see this commercial without no – I'll bet you I've seen this commercial a million times and just never paid yep. attention to it before. That's the and thing. Now it's that Gabriel virtually has invisible. It, yeah. And now Gabriel's brought it to our attention. I will always notice it. I'll almost probably get a kick out of it because I'll wait to see like – I'll just wait to see more new ones with this guy and wonder if it's driving Gabriel crazy. Um, but I actually, I almost feel there's a little bit of a wink and a nod in it. Maybe I'm adding too much, but at a certain point, like at the very end of that second one we watch, he's standing there kind of straightly and he's talking to the camera with this somewhat, like Gabriel says, weird affect. Yeah. And I think it's almost knowing. Yeah. His stance is bizarre. No question. It really is. Yeah. So my stance is innocent. Innocent it is. And you're going this with it? True car may grow, go free. And does anybody want to compliment me on the fact that I was able to make a reverse gavel, that gavel was sound? On the fly. On the fly. Very impressive. <laughs> uh, all right. So there we go. We just, we just, just like Night Court, we just went through four cases just yeah, like that. That was absolutely time, you know, $50 in time served. We're just like regular Harry Andersons. <laughs> Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying Only the echoes of my mind All right, now it's time to check in with more listeners in the Ad Council segment, but these will hopefully be um, less controversial, and hopefully we won't have to put anybody behind bars or send them down to Chinatown. Hopefully. As I mentioned at the top of the show, um, there's sort of an an unintentional theme to our Ad Council uh, submissions this week. These were all commercials that people sort of found disturbing, and to, to greater and lesser degrees, I agree with them. Uh, why don't we start with this one? Both listeners, Alyssa and Patricia, uh, talked about this on the Facebook group page. Alyssa writes, oh my gosh, you guys, I just saw this ad and I love it. And Patricia adds, I love the simplicity of this campaign. It's similar to that of Amazon Echo, like the how would I use this product mm-hmm. kind of like feature-y type of thing. Uh, and there's a wink to American Horror Story uh, in this performance. Um, so I don't, I haven't watched American Horror Story since the first season, but I know that Kathy Bates um, appears in at least one season of it. Um, so I'll set this up for you. You've got Kathy Bates, uh, I think, playing herself in a large, dark house, um, and she starts seeing some very upsetting things, and it's. Uh, it's very visual, so we'll have to talk you through it, but uh, I think you'll get the gist. I have not seen this yet. It's odd that it's 45 seconds. 
And even yeah, says, that's kind of a weird I'm seeing that it's 45 seconds, but even then the official, we're playing this, by the way, only because sometimes we grab these things from all the various places. This is posted to the TurboTax official YouTube page. I grabbed it they, from whoever put it on our Facebook Okay, page. yeah, I just want so, but this is basically, this is definitely from TurboTax. This is an official 45-second ad from TurboTax, and they even mention in the description that's 45 seconds. So I don't know, I don't know how or why TurboTax is making 45-second ads, but... They probably we. have a shorter, you could, you could easily see a shorter version of this that could right, be 30 yeah. seconds on TV. Maybe you stack one of these and then a 15-second Geico or something after. Mm-hmm. Anyway, here we go. So you want to pause it as we go through and I'll tell you what we're seeing. She's walking through her big, empty, dark house and standing on the stairs is a very ghostly looking girl with big, dark eyes just staring at her. Not unlike somebody you might see in the ring or something like that. I mean, not with not as scary with the hair, but just a ghostly girl. Okay, now it looks like she's walking she kinda, past She the, looks, but she doesn't have a big reaction to it. And now it looks like she's walking past the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And there's a pale-looking boy sitting silently in the tub. Now, now she's some, in the kitchen, and she just dropped a bunch of plates because why? Because there's a little person, a little kid peering through the window creepily, a wow. ghosty-looking kid peering through the window. That is really creepy. Now, there's, now she's sitting in her living room, and uh, a ghostly looking girl is just sitting across from her on the sofa yeah and she's sitting next to a crackling fire it looks like um kathy is now pulling out her phone and uh firing up the turbo tax app hello miss bates do you have a tax question i do there's a bunch of creepy kids in this house i moved into oh are they your kids no no they were here when i moved in that sounds awful can I claim them as dependents? <laughs> Fortunately, you can't, but you may be able to deduct some of your moving expenses. Good. Because I'm going to have to move again. <laughs> That's great. I've never seen that before. I love that. I so love it, too. The one thing that I, if you haven't seen the ad that maybe is confusing to you, she fires up the TurboTax ad, and they're showing off the feature where you can get direct FaceTime with a representative. So she's yeah. having a video call there with a real person on the other end of the line. And I think um, it's so timely that we were just talking about the John Hamm H&R Block one where I said I couldn't even remember really at the end of the ad what product it was for mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. it was even f- what exactly what kind of tax product it was for this i think is exactly the opposite i think it's so effective as a storytelling you really got to see it as always we'll post these to the facebook mm-hmm. page um it's visually stunning kathy bates is a treasure yeah um and the the kids that are in the story are horrifying it's exactly my kind of like the kind of horror movie I like also is that kind of like, ooh, creepy yeah. kid. Yeah, it's always like, remember like 10 years ago when people made horror stories and horror movies that weren't 100% based on the fact that there's a creepy kid in it? Right. Like now every horror <laughs> film is just like, like every trailer I've seen for a horror a film kid with has no, a, with no whites of the eyes. Exactly, whispering something. Right. Well, it's very scary. It's really well Walk executed. <laughs> it's really well executed. And I think it's such an effective um, narrative that gets you to the product, and then it's a funny kind of joke at the end. I mean, the I've got to move again is is okay. It's not like my yeah, favorite okay. punchline, right, yeah. but it totally. But can I come claim them as dependents? Is, is hilarious. Yeah, that's yeah. great. And so thank I you lulled. to Alyssa so much for bringing that to our attention. I had not seen that, and I re- and I've seen some of those other TurboTax ones where they have people in funny situations asking oh, questions have? about like, does this count as a you know, deduction or something. Can I write off my whatever? But uh, I think this was such an effective one. 
Great ad. Okay, well, we're technically not doing that anymore. Well, I still have my hammer. <laughs> you don't still got I? your judge's hammer. We'll pry it from your cold, dead mm-hmm. hands. Uh, all right, moving on. This is from listener Michelle, um, who writes, This is so weird and rather gross. And listener Karen agrees and says, I change the channel when it comes on. Uh, so this is a commercial for Hefty, and it features the, um, I guess I want to say... Beefcase? Beefcake, I should say. <laughs> or beefcase. I'm a beef- What's John Cena known for? Is it wrestling? Or, um, or is it... Or is it I thought he was an actor or something. Well, now he does some acting, but I mean, he got his start as a, is it, I don't know if it's wrestling like WWE or if it's uh, mixed martial arts. Uh, he's an American professional wres- I think wrestler, rapper, actor, and reality TV show host. I think, I think Originally per- signed to WWE. I think the WWE. pertinent thing is WWE. Okay. So okay. for those who don't know, know John that. Cena. He's rapper? A, I mean. Hold on. So Shaq, right? No. Hold on. Uh-oh. Hold the, hold the phone. John Cena rap, the Rock versus John Cena rap battle. Let's All right, just, let's just do we, it. We got we got to see what's going on here. Now, this could be that he rapped one time as a joke, and now somebody's having fun on Wikipedia. I found a, a live WWE video. Tonight will be a first. Tonight will be the first. This is ever Jerry the King Lawler. Rock and no, Jerry Lawler. He helped kill Andy Kaufman. On Raw. Oh, Lawler. Right here he didn't help kill him. What do you well, mean? Really? He didn't know. But he's, he alleged, he's the one who wrestled He's Andy the one Coffin. who wrestled right. Andy Kaufman. Jerry uh, Kaufman died of cancer. Now, there have been some heated arguments between John Cena and The Rock. You love The Rock. I do love The Rock. This is from 2012, by the way. ...to express themselves in their own words, in their own way. So let's get Should we watch more wrestling? More than zero? Yeah. I mean, this seems kind of funny. WWE is huge. So, you think you're untouchable? So this is John Cena. Word life. This is basic thugonomics. This is basic thugonomics. Word life. He looks a lot younger. He was five years ago. He's got a Cleveland shirt on. He must be from Cleveland. So right now he's just posing. What we're getting towards here is I think that he's going to rap. I guess that's obvious what we're waiting for. Let me see if I can fast forward this a little bit and get to a point. Okay, here he is later on. I'm skipping ahead by two minutes. Oh, yeah, okay. This Ugh. just seems like a lot of hype for very little rap. Yeah, I have a feeling that I have a feeling that hype is a big part is, of the WWE. Okay, this is not him rapping live here. This is a beat, but it looks like he's getting ready to rap. I don't like his rap face. There's a lot of mugging. The hardest thing for wrestling for me, other than the wrestling, would be just like pretending to like. Care about all the interstitial stuff. <laughs> well, I would just be like, "Here we go." Song tonight, but I would never be his mouthpiece. Cause rocks like LeBron James. This is some very slow rap. It is. He took his talent straight down to South Beach. I can't believe the Rock was still involved in WWE weeks, as late as 2012. Yeah. 
If you get stuck singing your song tonight, Rock, it's all in the wrist. Is that a masturbation joke? I honestly Could don't we know. please have a week where you don't come out here and choke? You may be G.I. Joe this summer. Right now you're a G.I. joke. Okay. Should I just face slowly put the pillow over the face of this video? I think so. Okay. I, don't, I think rap battle is a strong, strong word for what we're seeing. Here. Yeah. And also, okay. Uh, so is now the time when I apologize to the listeners or save that for the end of the show? <laughs> okay. So we've established that this is a commercial for hefty bags. Yes. Uh, starring John, rapper John Cena, <laughs> rapper. who also has... Uh, yeah. He appeared in Trainwreck, um, that, that Amy Schumer movie. Uh, he's, yeah, a, he's pretty charming. He's a very, that. very distinctive looking guy. He's like, he's just physically huge. Um, and he's got, for a for a wrestler, a fair amount of charisma. Okay. So he's standing at the checkout in a generic supermarket, um, and the checkout clerk... Um, starts ringing up hefty bags for him, like boxes of hefty bags, and his pecs start jumping as she's doing it. Oh, doing that thing that strong men do. Okay. Right. Hefty, hefty, hefty. When, when you hear the... that when people say money buying hefty. When you oh. hear the hefty, 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 his pecs are bouncing. By the way, I'm a little disappointed. I thought they were going to bounce independently, but they're bouncing together at the same time. So I don't know what to tell you. Pec game... <laughs> I don't know. Better than mine, worse than some. Hefty, hefty, hefty. My pecs do that when people say money buying hefty. You don't have to. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Okay, I get it. Now, a uh, sort of a attractive but normalish looking woman who's standing behind him in the line sees this happening and runs and grabs an armload of hefty bags so that she can see more peck jumping. So, okay, a few things we have to establish here. For starters, every time somebody saves money by buying Hefty, his pecs are going to do this, whether or not he is in the room, because he's walking out of the store in the final shot, and his his pecs are still going crazy. Well, he's still hearing it from behind. So he's hearing it from behind. Um, why would somebody behind you in line who's checking out a bunch of stuff, why would you get the benefit of seeing somebody's pecs move? He, clearly, he's going to be walking away from you by the time you're ringing up your order. I don't she didn't look like she thought it through that well. No, she didn't. Uh thirdly, is that I mean I know that somebody who can have the ability to do that um means they're in good shape, which means somebody like him is attractive, but is the act of making your pectoral muscles go up and down sexy? Is that that's, what you want to see? That's what I find. I I have to say I don't find this weird or gross or you know in any way disturbing the way that some of the listeners did, but I will say I think it's a dumb commercial. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's it's like they started with the idea of John Cena's pecs and worked backwards. Yeah. And that's, it's not, it's just not a recipe for success. I've seen some others in this campaign. Is this the only one you saw? Uh, it's the only one I've seen, yeah. There's one, um, maybe, maybe the other ones don't have Cena in them, but there's another one with a very strong, good looking man buying. Oh, yeah, I'm seeing images of it here. He, he instead of being at the checkout line, he's in the actual like grocery store aisle, and there's some like guy who's probably like me, like some just sort of like broken down middle aged guy getting like <laughs> off brand um, bags, and 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 then John Cena goes and buys the hefty, and his wife I think starts checking out Cena, thinking about what could have been. That's my memory of it. I'm not going to search for it. I would search for it now, but instead I use that five minutes playing. 
some quote unquote rap battle from <laughs> WWE from exactly five years ago. So sorry. Um, but anyway, I'm not a huge fan of the campaign, although I feel like the other one, at least saying like, is again, reductive as it is, at least the message of just like, I'm a hefty man. I right. buy hefty bags. Wimpy men buy wimpy bags. That's pretty straightforward and kind of classic. Yeah. It doesn't bother me as far as like a lot of times like the over like kind of uh, emphasizing of what manhood means in commercials can sometimes be uh, off-putting. I think that one is a little bit He better. does literally perform his masculinity. All right. Uh, we've got one more. Uh, this is from listener Teresa. And oh, boy. I had been seeing tweets and things about this ad. I think it may have aired for the first time uh, during some big television event, maybe the Golden Globes. I'm not quite sure. I, I sort of was peripherally aware that this ad was getting a lot of buzz. So without having you read too much about it, why don't you just hit play? This is a T-Mobile commercial? This is a T-Mobile commercial. It looks like I haven't seen this. You got a family standing in their kitchen, a mom and a dad, and the daughter comes in and she's scratching her head. Teenage daughter. Okay, let's take a listen to this. Mom, my head really itches. Come here. Oh, my goodness. You have fees. Ooh. Line access fee? Administrative fees? You got them, too. And taxes. Oh, nasty. Okay, so he's... So now the father's looking in the boy's hair. The mom is looking in the girl's hair. And they're kind of, like, digging into their hair like they have lice. Right. But instead, they have fees. At first, I thought she said fleas, but she's saying fees. You're supposed to think that. And it's, like... It looks like bugs, but it's actually dynamic text. But they've really gone out of their way with the CG to make the little text look like three-dimensional bugs that are crawling right. through these kids' hair. And it is It's just like the small print come very, to life. It's very, it's, 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 it reminds me a little bit of that ad with, uh, I don't remember what the drug is for, but they it's for a sleep aid, and they have like a cat, like sleep, oh, yeah. sleep and awake are made, uh, yeah. are made to look like these cats. This is upsetting in that same way, but times a thousand. All right, should I keep watching this? Wait, have you been hanging out with the McCluskeys? They're on AT&T. They get fees every month. No more McCluskeys. But we're in love. Ew, and you can see when she's sitting with the McCluskey boy, there's fees crawling all over the couch onto her. That is gross. Uh, that is... I, I keep on thinking that I have to make a ruling on this. Maybe I can just, like, let it go. Maybe I can just enjoy it I for think just it react, is. honestly. Um, Listen, Teresa sticks, had to say... It out, though. It does. She had to say this, though. Yuck. This T-Mobile ad with parents finding creepy stuff on the teenage kids' scalps and in their hair is gross and disgusting. Make them stop. Yeah. I'm with her. I guess... But you know what? It's, it's a, oh, it's, it's so revolting. It's, a com- it's, it's really gross. Blah. It's awful. I don't want to watch it again. You're right. But somebody's got. We've said it before. Somebody's got to do something about these goddamn uh, self service commercials. And this one at least is different. It's not about being pink, yellow, or the other one. <laughs> All right, that is a fair point. But come on, this is really unpleasant. Yeah, it's really unpleasant. Okay, I mean, but at least they're like, trying. It's it falls into this category for me of we've talked about this before. Like all I'm going to take away. From this ad, T-Mobile, is grossness. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing you've left me with to associate with your product. I don't remember what the grossness was about or who was grossness, whose grossness it was attached to. Mm-hmm. I just remember T-Mobile made me feel gross. Yeah. So 
I am with you, Teresa. I don't want to see that again. If it comes on, I'm like actively avoiding it. And that's never Have you ever seen that in the wild. No, I've never seen it in the wild. But if I do, it, it makes me want to actively avoid it. That's why I like when people send stuff in, guys. Thanks for sending these in because um, this might sound obvious or corny, but like Veeves and I watch the shows that we watch. Right. Maybe we'd be better podcasters if we made a made an effort to watch different day parts, watch some kids' shows from time to time, or do whatever it would take. But you know what? We're not doing that. Right. Um, we're going to watch... They don't pay us enough to do that. We're going to watch reruns of 30 Rock and, <laughs> and whatever's on AMC. Um, so anyway, that's that's cool. Like, I don't know what day parts that's in or why that came across Teresa's um, uh, transom, but I'm glad to have seen that. Yeah, so thank thanks. you. And, and we love seeing the, sending them in. We do love seeing the things that we, we haven't seen. I hadn't seen any of those... Um, that that we talked about in Ad Council. And let me just add, add quickly this. That was just a tiny smattering of the incredible content that is on the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. People are having such great conversations there. Like, we're not even a part of most of them, which is because we don't have the time, but there's so much great and interesting discussion of content that is brand new. I, it's, it's always... Um, a difficult choice over of what to choose and, and what to include in the show. I, there's so much good stuff happening, happening on the page. So thank you. And if you haven't signed up or, um, uh, asked to join the, the Facebook group, please, please do because there's a lot of fun stuff happening there. Yeah, and if we can play just a little bit of favoritism, we got a note, or I guess it was a voicemail. We don't have time to play it now, but from a uh, from a new listener, and I just again, maybe it's not fair to play favorites, but I love hearing from new listeners. It's always nice to know that we actually, for whatever reason, are kind of uh, reaching out to new people, and new people are discovering us. So, uh, didn't you say we got a uh, voicemail from Ryan? Yeah, thank you to the newest ad counselor, uh, Ryan. Uh, thank you for the kind voicemail, uh, and so please and please keep in touch. Like as you as you see ads and are interested in things, um, uh, keep writing to us. Join the Facebook group um, and ad counselors. If you have a friend that you think might enjoy the show, we would love a reference because uh, again, we're we're trying to we're trying to reach as many folks as possible. That's literally the only. Uh, benefit we get from this so uh yeah you and i could you and i have been doing this podcast for years without microphones sitting in front of the tv That's so right. coming into this room to do it uh is, is just for you guys so yeah if you uh if you know anybody who might like the show uh you know um, you might want to uh, suggest the podcast. P- podcasts are very big right now. People like people are often saying what podcast you listen to. Yeah, try saying after these messages. Just try it out. Just, just, see just how take it, it for a spin. So just see how it feels tripping <laughs> off the tongue. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. Oh, you can give us reviews on uh, iTunes, too. Okay, enough begging. Thanks, everybody. Uh, good show today, Aviv. Thanks for putting the show together today. I had a lot of fun. Me, too. Really good. And I feel like I had I had some hot takes. Hot takes. You were, you, hot were, take. you were the bad judge. I, I, uh, I think you were bad judge. Uh, yeah. It started off with me being the good judge, I thought. The old switcheroo. The old switcheroo. You can find us on Facebook uh, at the After These Messages group. And you can find us on Gmail at After These Messages Show at Gmail. And you can always call us at 607 444 5597. I called it today. I tested it. It's working. 607 444 5597. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you next Tuesday. What can you do to the kid? Totally stupid and sick. No scruples. Cool man. Ice cream. Scooping it. You can't sell anything.